I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. How's it going, guys? Welcome to another episode of Behind the Gorilla. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. Can you pick me up all right? We're, we're working around one mic again. Like yeah, I know. Good old days. We're going old school. Back in season one. There's a throwback. And we are now in uh, season three of Behind the Gorilla because we can decide whenever the heck we want to make our own seasons. Time is meaningless, just like wrestling. Exactly. So... <laughs> <laughs> that tells you how I'm feeling after watching uh, after watching this movie. So uh, yeah, so for this episode, it's gonna be a little different. Um, what we did was we just finished watching Ready to Rumble, and if any of you tried or watched any part of our attempted live stream on Twitter, it's pretty bad. It was pretty awful. Uh, it quit after like an hour and five minutes, and then we tried it again, quit after five minutes, and then never finished. So anyway, right. um, that's what we just did. It's kind and, of good in a way because if we're about to unpack this, I guess that's true. We did a lot of it while we were watching it live, and I've got to kind of decompress because I've never seen this movie start to finish before. So oh, I've seen it many times. Of... How many times have you seen this movie? Uh, I don't know. Probably at least at least ten. Why? What do you mean why? It's, okay. All right. So you know we watched Ready to Rumble, oh the nineteen ninety nine WCW produced or and War- Warner Brothers was made but warner brothers movie with wcw characters and names and everything right. they, they helped with the production right. starring our patron saint david arquette of course so and you- and uh, scott con and then oliver platt as jimmy king and, if, and you haven't, if you haven't listened to season one for some reason or two or two. Yeah. Hey, no, that's true. Because this is season three. Yep, season three episode Oh, one. man, the time flies by. It does. This is what led to David Arquette's WCW championship reign. It was some... This movie. Marketing. ...horrendously ill-advised co-promotion mm-hmm. with this movie. Yep. And it was terrible, and everyone hated it, but David Arquette knew it was going to be a bad idea, and he donated all the money he made from being WCW champion, and... Has basically spent the rest of his life trying to atone for it. <laughs> to the point where he's getting himself half killed in indie matches, trying to prove that he actually likes wrestling. True. And I gotta be honest, I think he's the only person involved in this movie who wasn't on WCW's roster who likes wrestling. I may be probably. wrong about that. You're but probably right. This was my dilemma the whole movie. Is the premise, again, if for some reason you don't know what this is, if you're lucky enough to not know. David Arquette... And his buddy play two wrestling fans who are sadly probably about our age. Probably, yeah. They look like, you know, they're about 35 because that's just how (laughs) Hollywood does things. And they just, and they love this wrestler, Jimmy the King. No affiliation with Jerry, but he is. He's the same. (laughs) He's the same body type and he's got like a robe and crown. And for some reason, Jerry the King is the hottest wrestling act in 1999. And they're just. Jimmy the King. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, because Jerry certainly wasn't. They're just they're so different, you know? And he's screwed out of the title, and they go on this quest. For real screwed out of the title. For real screwed out of the title. For the DDP. Right, by heel D- Diamond Dallas Page, 
the promoter says, nope, you're fat and you're drunk and I don't want you in my wrestling promotion anymore. Which is fair. And in the middle of a worked wrestling fight where they're talking to each other under their breath and he's saying, all right, give me that hip toss, baby. Suddenly there's a moment where he says no and just punches him for real, (laughs) beats the crap out of him using like actual wrestling moves not in the sense that you're like oh that actually hurts actual wrestling moves in the sense that like a catapult that only works with the other person it actually requires the other person's (laughs) cooperation but now they're in a real fight and they're still hitting real wrestling moves on each other and that weird imbalance that was one thing i'd heard about this movie coming in and it really is confusing it continues throughout the entire movie so like david arquette's character and his friend i don't know any of their names are convinced that wrestling is real like genuinely believe it it's gordy and sean those are the two characters well they go it doesn't matter (laughs) they go after jimmy the king i almost said it wrong again (laughs) to convince him to come back he's like come on man it's just like that time that macho man broke your back and then you came back the next week and he's like they're oblivious to the fact that this is a work right and he keeps trying to he's like it's a dancing clown show like what are you leave me alone get out of my house and they just don't, and like halfway through, he just gives up and is like, sure, I guess, why not, right? It's like it doesn't know what it wanted to be. So it's this weird combination of like, especially in the first hour, just mocking wrestling fans. And then the climax of this movie is Jimmy the King, he, he gets another title match because he beats the crap out of the promoter for real. Right, uh, it, uh- on like live TV, right? On like like what happens is they start cutting a promo backstage. DDP and Sinclair, and he leaps out of a porta potty and starts beating the crap out of this guy. And I guess instead of like arresting him or sending him to prison, they're just like, <laughs> "Oh man, the cameras are rolling. We got to keep this going." So they're like, "We want another match," and he's like, "I'll give you another match and a million dollars, but you got to win the death match to do it." And they're like, "Okay." So anyway, anyway, King is like, wait a minute. The whole climax of this movie is this incredibly elaborate death match, which is very WCW, to be fair. Which they actually used in the real David Arquette feud, this yeah. triple cage. Well, once you build that cage, you have to use it more than once. You I don't know if just... they use. I don't know if it's the actual one. Why would it? Well, right. Because okay. that was gimmick, you know. So like DP. Well, fall just like it. this like, movie, I can't tell the difference between the kayfabe <laughs> and the real situation and the making of the movie. It's fair. But it, the, the whole climax of this movie is this quote-unquote death match that is just like, yeah, we love wrestling, and if you like wrestling, then you're smart, and you're handsome, and you're just, you're the best person ever, and all the people <laughs> who made fun of you for liking wrestling are going to watch the wrestling match and cheer, and the evil wrestling owner, promoter, is going to say, I made wrestling great, and we're going to look at him, and we're going to say, no, Vince McMahon, I mean, (laughs) Sinclair, we make wrestling great. The fans. I'm really glad Jimmy the King won the title back. The end. How'd I do? Did I get that? Yeah, that was was pretty pretty spot on. Nice little nutshell uh, explanation of the film. (laughs) Yeah. I'd agree with that. But, um, okay. So, clearly, Harris did not find well, the enjoyment in the movie so that he was supposed no, let me, to. Let me, let me bring it back in. Let me bring it back in. I don't, like, I get why people think badly of this movie, but the truth is, and we talked about this a little bit on the live stream 
don't know if it got to air or not. <laughs> but yeah. it's not it's not any worse than dozens of crappy early ninety comedies. That's true. Or early two thousands comedies. Like, That's true. It's just it's very formulaic and yep. dumb. But the only reason that anyone still talks about it at all, and the reason people are like, "Oh, this is just the worst," is because there aren't that many movies that like incorporate wrestling. Right. So it's just like, like my unofficial tagline for the show has always been like all of the moments in wrestling that you're embarrassed to tell your friends about, <laughs> and that's kind of what this movie is in a nutshell. Because there aren't that many like ambassadors for wrestling in the mainstream anymore. True. So the fact that it's something that's just kind of a bad comedy people are defensive you know you're like oh this is what people think wrestling fans are like and this is really dumb and convoluted and this is what people think wrestling is like like there's a lot of other factors that go into it but see look i, I wouldn't rewatch this movie 10 times like you have but like i'm not i don't hate it as much as that <laughs> synopsis made it sound like i do it is very much like the heart of what we do at this show it which is, is it is well that was insane let's talk about it <laughs> Well, see, this is this is the way I like to look at it. I feel like if this movie came out now, or like if I was—I mean, I was—I was alive, but I wasn't. Right. At, at five years old, I didn't really care about what was going on in in the world at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had like been, you know, watching when this movie came out, I feel like I would dislike it more. Right. If that makes sense. No, for sure. Because that's the way I feel about. Like that's the way I felt about the two amazing Spider-Man movies. Okay, they were so, such abysmal things. Okay. I was like, I'm insulted that these are out here, and I'm okay. insulted that anybody can look at this and be like Spider-Man. It's like, no, 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 no. But now it's like, okay, everyone realizes this. These are stupid, and it's just like, okay, you like you. The difference is, I like this movie and don't like those. But like, I get, I get how people could feel like that, especially when it came out. How it could be like, that's oh, true this is too, just straight if up. We were... This is just straight up, you know, insulting wrestling yeah. fans, which it is in a way and yeah. in a certain aspect. But at the same time, okay, you know, the the big thing in the world now is, you know, you don't generalize people and all this stuff. But it's like, okay, stereotypes exist for a reason. Here we go. And there is, I don't know, how many wrestling shows have you been to? Mm, four or five. And how many of them were WWE? I mean, all of them, unless NXT counts. That counts. Okay. Okay. Well, I've been to like two or three local shows. You have? Yeah. How were those? Wild. What what were the people like? They were pretty rough. Yeah. (laughs) I've been to many indie shows. I love them. It's great. No, they're fun. Um, went to one down in uh, Carrollton, Georgia. Nice. Never forget that one. Okay. Probably won't be going back to there that promotion. There was a promotion. great one. Um, um, there was a Golden Corner wrestling show I went to in Walhalla, South Carolina. This mm-hmm. is my indie. This is the best indie wrestling experience I've had because it was at it, my uh, my cousin literally did it as a fundraiser for her band. Like they hired a wrestling promotion and were like, "Hey, we'll let you wrestle in our gym and we get some of the proceeds." And the main event was a tag match. Between the Ugly Ducklings, who are <laughs> phenomenal, and the Breakfast Club, which is like the Bullet Club, except they have <laughs> Breakfast Club t-shirts. So hang on, this is way off track, but this deserves to be recognized. Because I remember you telling me about this, this whole show great. was pretty, like, it was pretty rinky-dink, right? Right, right If you're out there and you're a fan of Golden Corner, thank you for listening. I'm a fan of your work. But, of course, you know, like, there was one match at the very beginning, and my uncle pointed at this guy and was like, that guy right there, 
yeah, he taught Grace Hand Driver's Ed. Like, I recognize him. He's in a mask, <laughs> but, like, you can make him out. You can tell who it is. It's that kind of show. It's yeah. great. But, like, the Breakfast Club comes out, and they've got a box of Krispy Kreme donuts, right? Because they're the Breakfast Club. Right. And they're waving to the crowd, and they, there's, like, a kid in the front row. And he's like, hey, buddy, you want some donuts? And he opens the box, and it's empty. And he goes, there's no donuts! And he smashes it on his knee <laughs> and throws it out into the crowd. And I was like, that's... That's art, man. That's good heat stuff. right there. It was great. It's good stuff. But I know what you mean. Like, you go to some of these shows. I've done this because I'm a relatively new wrestling fan. And you're just like, man, look at the people here. And then you're like, wait, I'm the people here. Mm-hmm. This is this is what it is. Well, okay, but <laughs> yeah. So me and my dad went to one in, in Carrollton, Georgia, which if any of you don't know, it's about an hour and a half southwest of the city. And... It's pretty much like middle of nowhere right. type area. Yeah, yeah. we went down for a show because Jeff Hardy was going to be there. And I'd never seen Jeff Hardy at the time. This was several years ago. And we were like in line for it. And we were just looking around. And I think the best way to describe it is me and my dad stuck out like a sore thumb. And we're wrestling fans. You know, wearing wrestling stuff right. or whatever. Right. And we did not fit in with like this crowd. Like it was... It was a rough crowd. Like, again, look, not trying to be mean or say anything, you know, because people are people are different in different different spots. That's fine. Um, the best way to describe it, let's say, you know, there's intermission. Yeah, there's an intermission. Eighty percent of the crowd left to smoke. <laughs> yeah, it was me, That's my dad, good, and all the kids. That's a good way of putting it. That were still That's in the arena. Funny. That's a good way. That's a good way to sum it up. That's awesome. There are plenty of wrestling fans like these characters in this movie. Yeah, and again, okay, this is exaggerated, right? Of course, right. but but right. the gist of it, right? Tone it down a little, right? You know, like the wrestling thing. Yeah. You take your character, bring it up to eleven, right? Take it down to a seven or eight, yeah. a normal seven or eight, yeah. And there's a lot of people like this. Right. Well, then there's a lot of things. Like there's a reason why the stereotypes come right. from. Of course, nowadays right. stuff has changed right. a lot, and that doesn't but. that doesn't make it entertaining. But right. like, there is there are a lot of things about this movie that just feel very pro wrestling, not in like the actual wrestling sense, but the whole finale, <laughs> the whole finale, it is. It doesn't work as like the climax of a movie, but it does feel like a booked match. It does, it's and there's so all these does. crazy run-ins and people getting knocked out left and right, <laughs> and you're like, I recognize this feeling inside me, and I feel like I'm watching this like spot fest cage match. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. It's, you know, like, it. I, I just, I don't know how intentional any of that was, because you feel like everyone who made this movie kind of <laughs> thinks you're an idiot. <laughs> I have some reviews here. Oh, if, boy. If I may, because oh, you can bring up, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is a great thing. You can pull up movies that came out 20 years ago. And, and look at the, like, actual reviews from and the some time. some of these, right. Well, and, you know, the best part is just pulling up the quips. So you have, like, this is a little strong. I don't even agree with this. But one man says, yes, film fans, there is a new worst movie of all time. (laughs) It's a little harsh, right? That's very harsh. What about Owen? Owen is a little more uh, level-headed. Moronic and insulting. That's pretty good. But, but, okay, then he must be a wrestling fan, right? Well, but here's the thing. Imagine you like this can't feel, be insulting anybody that's not a wrestling fan. We feel mildly insulted watching this, but I already said I feel like the people who made this movie kind of think I'm an idiot. Imagine if you didn't watch wrestling at all and you were just expecting like an entertaining film. 
Hang That's on, here's fair. another one. We get to the. There's a lot of poop jokes in this movie. There are. To the point where Daniel Barnes says excrement could have easily received third billing. True. That would have been honestly, if yeah, it were that kind of movie, probably could have owned it. One person doesn't have anything. Yeah, this is common sense media, so that makes sense. It's not a crack about the quality of the movie. They just say PG thirteen movie has a lot of R rated material. Mm. I mean, I guess that's not, not really. really. A movie made by Yahoo's for Yahoo's. See, that sounds a little. That more sounds accurate. about right. Yeah. That's a no, solid. That's, that's a solid review. That's I'd a buy pretty. That. Yeah. Uh, somebody is upset by the cross promotion, which is a weird line to pull. That is. Fans of censored and feces-based humor will be rolling in the sticky, sticky aisles. Others may only be slightly amused. That's pretty generous. That's yeah. I'm not going to... Okay, here's a great one. It's less about being good and more about existing to suck dollars out of wallets. That's fair. And then I'll, I'll end with this one positive, which I feel like is your takeaway. Ready to Rumble works because of its tone. I don't know if I agree with that, but there are moments where you're like, oh, wait, they know they're being silly. Mostly like the outtakes. Right. I, I get the theory and like, oh, let's make a goofy, fun wrestling movie. I don't think everyone involved in this hated me personally <laughs> or hated wrestlers. No, but it does. It doesn't translate. And I think it's easier to look back on it now when wrestling is taken a little bit more seriously. Right. Even when wrestling's goofy wrestling, like the best goofy wrestling can still elevate it to some sort of an art form. Right. Right. I think yeah. about like the penis druids at all in. There's a fine line, which we walk in this show, between, like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life, I hate it, and this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life, and it's fantastic. Yep, that's true. And, I don't know, it's hard for wrestling to walk that line, much less wrestling movies, but it, I think it's easier to look back on it now, because I feel like wrestling is kind of better than it was in 1999, for the sure. most part. Like, sure. not as popular, but there's a lot more to like about it, in terms of the storytelling and the athleticism, and... There are other movies like The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke that go more into like this is what it is as a performance. Yep. Because that's that's one thing I thought about this movie that was really interesting is like the first half of Jimmy the King's first fight with DDP. They're working it and they're talking to each other and they discuss the finish beforehand. Mm -hmm. Like that's all super interesting and it feels a lot more like a love letter to wrestling than the rest of the movie. But it doesn't really go anywhere. But... I don't know. It, it's easier to look back on it now, I think, and say, oh, well, this is dumb but kind of harmless than it was Yeah. if we had been, you know, if it came out now and right. you know how good wrestling can be and then you see something like this, which if you're not a wrestling fan, just confirms all of your worst expectations about wrestling. Yeah, this is definitely not a movie you would uh, be up to show non-wrestling fans. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. This is the thing that Harris talks about where it's like, you don't want to show to your friends that aren't into wrestling. Right, because you can't. They're just like, this is what you watch. This is what it's like. And you're like, yeah, no, th it's This not. can only it's be just, appreciated uh, by a wrestling fan. Right. I mean, it's like watching. Right, which is, in a, again, I get why we watch it for the show and talk about it all the time. Because there's a lot of bad wrestling that is the exact same way. It's just, it's insulting to your intelligence. And it's kind of baffling to look at and wonder what they were thinking. Yep. And you just want to like grab people off the streets and be like, no, this isn't it. Like it can be better. I promise. <laughs> now I mentioned, I mentioned I would talk about this and I'm, we, we might like, we're not going to do a full episode on it cause there's not enough there, but the South park episode wrestling takedown federation 
is a much like it does all the same things like it kind of makes fun of wrestling fans but it also like clearly elevates wrestling in the end but it does it in a lot smarter way partially because it's you know a 22 minute cartoon right but like there's a scene in this movie that reminded me of it where they have to go find like new members for the king's posse so they hold tryouts and halfway through one guy just starts singing oklahoma because he thinks he's at a musical (laughs) but the gag in the south park show i don't know if you've seen this or not they hold they they start their own backyard wrestling company, right? The Wrestling Takedown Federation, right? Because they just went to a WWE show and they think it's great, and they sign up for wrestling classes at school. And the coach is like, "No, no, it's not real wrestling," you know. And he's an Olympic style wrestler, and nobody cares because they're like, right. "No, this is stupid. This isn't wrestling." So they start their own promotion and they start holding tryouts, but they're just they're just monologues. Like this kid comes out and he starts singing a musical number about how as a kid he dreamed of being the undertaker, but it's like just a song. It's like musical theater. Yeah. And they're like, man, this guy is a badass wrestler. Check it out. <laughs> this is awesome. But in the end, like the, the joke goes so far into like, they're just treating wrestling as theater that you can tell like Trey Parker and Matt Stone get why people like wrestling like right. as theater and they don't think it's real or you know like they're so clearly in on the joke and it's really clever like Vince McMahon shows up and he's like an opera critic with those little glasses that you hold up to your eyes you know and there hasn't been like but three moves thrown the whole show and he's like they are decent wrestlers but we'll see how they develop their storytelling in the third act like <laughs> it just it something like that does a much better job I think because it's playing with what wrestling really is and not just like this overblown stereotype, you know? Right. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, no, I I, I buy that for sure. But that's not what this movie is. No. This movie is a slapstick, dumb comedy. There's a lot of poop jokes. Yep. And it fits perfectly with the type of movies that were coming out left and right, right. in the and early 2000s. Yeah. And they just pretty much just were like, meh, we just make it around wrestling. Right. Which is fine, because that's the only way I would watch this movie. <laughs> look, to their credit. I mean, that's the thing. But They're... look, okay, this is the the director who um, who made this movie. His name is Brian Robbins. And let's just say th- this movie fits with uh, the type of movies that this guy is a director Are you going to read them off? Just a few. Um, there's this movie called The Good Burger he did before he this. He did which Good is, Burger? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which okay, that explains, explains a lot. Explains a lot. That explains a lot. Um, he did Varsity Blues. Okay. Yep. He did. Then he did Ready to Rumble. He did some TV stuff. He did Hardball, which is kind of surprising. I'm not familiar with Hardball. Hardball, but is I mean, the, I can. Uh, I can it's actually like a serious. It's Keanu Reeves, who's like a coach in like I don't know the projects in Chicago, and like it's like a serious movie actually. Is it good? <laughs> I haven't seen it. it. I know. I know some people like it. It sounds bananas. I know okay, some people anyway, like continue. it. Anyway, continue. Um, what are some other some other movies? Of course, he directed Norbit, which explains a lot too. Yep. See this, which no, is this makes a lot of sense. Probably the worst movie ever made. I've never seen it, but I know. Um, the I've never. I haven't gotten through. No. I no. You can't <laughs> get through it. Um, wow. He directed a couple episodes of Blue Mountain State. Yep, that makes sense. And then the last thing he did was in 2012, and it was this movie called A Thousand Words. Which I believe is Eddie Murphy. That that would also make sense. So um, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, me neither. But, but yeah, basically this fits right in with kind of what um what 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 he was making, I guess. Right. Well, and I mean, like those other movies you listed off are also like people still know what those are, like Good Burger, right? 
Blue Mountain State and Varsity Blues. Like, this is not any worse than, like, any of the American Pie sequels. Right. I don't think, you know? Yeah, probably not. The reason that it has such a terrible reputation, it only has a reputation amongst the wrestling community. Right. <laughs> that's the only, like, nobody and else also, knows also, those are the cares. only people that watch it. Right. So that's, we, that's one of the crazy you, parts about this movie is this is one of those things where worked. the only people that care one way or another are the yeah. same people. Yeah. And some and, of them, and I'm sure some of them, like me and my dad, like this movie and think it's funny. And other people, I'm sure, are just straight up insulted by it and don't want to have anything to do with it. Right. And so I just, I do, Which, I think I that that's interesting. I think part of it, like looking back again 20 years later, like knowing who David Arquette is for other things, specifically the WCW title reign. And even right. the first, like the first things I ever read about that before we did this show they stopped and they were like, look, to David Arquette's credit, he knew this was a terrible idea. He seems to actually like wrestling. And then yeah. they move on with the angle. Like, yep. knowing all of the stuff that you know now and knowing that David Arquette doesn't think you're an idiot, that, you know, that does help. Like, you're like, okay, this is just <laughs> a does. movie. Like, it's just like a lot of other comedies that came out. And you might, you know, have a soft spot for different reasons. I do think it's funny that somebody clearly made this decision. They were like, well, there's a big wrestling community out there. A couple of years too late because, you know, the Monday Night Wars were already kind of True. dying off at this point. But there's a big wrestling community out there. Let's market it to them and then they'll watch it. And it kind of worked because we hated it like everyone else hated it. But like we're doing an episode on it 18 years after it came out. All right. You know what? Let, I'm going to do this. Enough of this negativity from Harris. Oh, that's, fair. that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. What what was your favorite Let's part of the pitch. movie? Okay. There were a couple parts that I legitimately laughed out loud, and it's going to be harder now that we aren't watching it True. all the way through. True. And, and, of course, this is the first time you saw it, so right. Well, the thing. The thing I kept talking about, which Mark just let me go on, is there's a scene where David Arquette's character, Gordy, starts hitting on one of the Nitro girls, and it goes really well, and she's, like, super it into it. It goes him. really poorly, but for some reason it's working. Right, <laughs> right exactly, because his character is an idiot. But she loves it. Like, she's super into him. And, like, he's gross and weird and not smooth at all. And I was sitting there on the couch and I said, you know, the craziest part about this whole movie is he was probably still married to Courtney Cox oh, at yeah, the time. Yeah, he was. Which is just living, so. breathing proof that, like, this is basically, like, this works. <laughs> this is the most realistic part of the whole movie. And I just, I couldn't stop talking about it. And Mark was just kind of sitting there and letting me go. And then after like 20 minutes of this, like there's a scene where she invites him over for dinner and she's like, just, you know, just giving him the doomy eyes. And she's like, show me some of your wrestling moves. And he's like, okay. And hits her with a snapmare, you know? It still makes me laugh. That Right. Well, I did. I laughed out loud when that happened because I didn't think even his character was that stupid. But it turns out, like I just kept talking about it. I was like, this is insane. This makes no sense. And it turns out that she's working for the bad guy all along. She's a double agent, right? So immediately you're like, okay, well, even at least they understand that that's the only way this makes any sense. Right. <laughs> that was pretty funny. What, like, getting up to that point and just watching what an idiot he is. And it I was a well paid off yes. uh, joke. Well, I didn't think the movie would be smart enough to capitalize on that. And they were. <laughs> which is fair. Which, which sounds fair. like a backhanded compliment. Then there's, <laughs> this was the funniest part of the whole movie. They set up the death match, which is. What is it? The cage of... The triple cages. I don't know. It's triple cage, triple cage, cage of match. death. It's a hell in a cell cage with a hole in the top. You get a ladder, climb through the hole in the top. Cage on You're it. in a smaller cage, like a hell in the cell size cage. Or, a, I'm sorry, a steel cage size cage. Yeah. And then you climb up another ladder 
into a really tiny cage. And hanging from the top of that cage is the tidal belt. Or above the top of that cage. You still have to climb to the top. You have to climb on. Oh, jeez. Okay. It's very confusing. It is. It's a lot. It's very WCW. That was also very (laughs) realistic. True. So this was the part where it just felt like you were watching a crazy wrestling match. And that's where it was like, this is our show. That's pretty. Yeah. Where you're like, this feels like something we talk about in the show, regardless of the rest of the movie. So they're locked in the cage like it's hell in a cell because it's WCW in 1999, 2000. People break in almost immediately. It's not a great work rate, believe it or not. Uh, They break straight in, the bad guys do, and then Goldberg comes down with a couple other of the baby faces, tears the cage walls down. They're all fighting. It's just total chaos. No, he doesn't tear the cage walls down. How did I get in? He couldn't get in, remember, because it was locked. Oh, they were out. But then here comes David Arquette making a surprise David Arquette appearance. Back to the theme of this show, That's Surprise right. David Arquette. That's right. It's the original Surprise boom, David Arquette. Which now, which isn't quite a surprise because he's in the movie. Right. But, it's pretty so good. we now had technically three Surprise David Arquette The whole moments. subplot was his dad wanted him to be a state trooper <clears throat> and he didn't want to do that. Right. But at the end. So, so near the end of the movie right. when they go back to Wyoming, his dad comes and hauls him off. Right. And he basically is out of this Again, for, for, a, for like 10 minutes. He basically does a stretcher job. Movie. Yeah, pre- yeah pretty yeah. much. You know, so of course he comes back in, but he's got a new gimmick as the law, right? And that yeah. what they call him? He's just in his state trooper uniform on a motorcycle. He's Dewey. Right, he's from Dewey Scream. from Scream. <laughs> exactly, which is all anybody could think of watching this movie. He is literally Dewey from Scream. Which is not a bad which, thing. Which if that's a meta joke, that's also pretty good. Which, yeah. Drives up in a motorcycle, breaks down the cage door. So anyway, it's total chaos. Like, there's wrestlers yeah. fighting left and right. And they have this, like, Dewey, Gordy, David Arquette, and his friend have this, like, come-to-Jesus moment in the corner of the cage. They're talking to one another. And then straight out of frame, like, really abruptly, like it's a cartoon, is his girlfriend who betrayed him. And she's like, I'm so sorry, Gordy. She just pops into the, it's so, inside the cage. It can't have been an accident. <laughs> That's how abrupt it is. Like, there's no shot of her, like, backstage, getting nope. up and running out, Nothing. running down the ramp, entering the cage, like, looking concerned from ringside. Nope, nope she's just there. She's just there. Just instantly there. She hornswoggles it, just pops she out of the really cage does. or something. And it's so abrupt. Like, it can't have been on accident. And it's probably, it's the funniest part of the whole movie. <laughs> And in the background, she's She's like, I'm so sorry I did this. I I shouldn't have done it. This guy's a jerk. In the background, you see a ladder whip behind her head, like between the ropes. And it happens once, and then it cuts back to the guy outside the cage. And then it cuts to her inside the cage, and you see it again. And it cuts to the guy outside the cage. And I thought, man, I wish she'd just get hit by this ladder. Cuts back to her immediately, cracked right in the face (laughs) with a ladder. And knocked out. And that was when I was like, all right, that was well played. Like, that was well booked. That was. That's a good wrestling moment when you're like, oh, man, I hope they do. And then they do. It is. Like, right as they set it up. That that cinematography alone was way too competent for this movie. Those two bits <laughs> that were so funny. Yeah. And did, just set it up perfectly. I loved that. All of the stuff that was like... The, the idea of flirting with the line between this is a scripted show, this is theater, and this is a real fight is fun. It doesn't make a lick of sense, which is kind of disappointing, but it is really funny. Like the part where they're cutting a promo on Jimmy the King, and he charges out of a porta potty and starts beating the crap out of them. That's a great angle. That is a good angle. It doesn't make any sense that they keep the cameras rolling (laughs) and then cut a promo on him and challenge him to a match. Right. You know, but like, it's a fun angle. There's a lot of fun wrestling moments in this movie. It feels like completely on accident probably but they are in there you know 
No, but by far my two favorite parts of this movie are at the beginning when they're at the show, they get yeah. you know, they get to watch their hero just decimated in the ring. Oh. Okay. And they're just distraught. Yep. And they're they're so I mean they're they're screaming at it and they're screaming no they're like out. all these things yeah. it's great it yeah. is great it's exactly the way you act when you're at it a wrestling is. show and you really want to just yeah. have fun with it yes that's what they're doing but 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 they're not having fun with it right like well, they're act they're 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 crushed for real this like what, this like, is this is they're living and dying by did, what's happening I in the ring I did love that part and this was the weird like bipolar nature of this movie like the first half of it you feel like is making fun of you as a wrestling fan right and the second half is like no you're great you're the this is a good thing which is kind of weird but like that moment is such a great like look at these idiots oh wait no that's what I do at a wrestling <laughs> show but it, like, it was it was weird again cuz the difference is you know, like, I remember this when me and my buddy went to Brooklyn for SummerSlam and we'd had a few drinks and one of us may have bought a replica Roman Reigns vest in the parking lot. It actually wasn't me, <laughs> but that was the mindset we had. We were like, look, we flew from Atlanta to New York for this. We're going to have a good time. And we were doing all of that kind of stuff Oh yeah. to the point where the kids in front of us who were like nine or 10, not in an obnoxious way, but just in a, like a we've recently been clued in on this and want to seem cool kind of way. They were like, you guys know it's fake, right? And we were like, yeah, we do, but this is more fun. What? Why didn't you say no? That would have been nah. so funny. No, because... That would have been feel, so funny. Because then you're Dewey. Like, but that's it's a, so funny, though. But they they already knew, and they're, they would have just thought we were on the spectrum or something. I don't know. I just didn't want, like... I don't know. To me, that's part of what makes it fun is that you decide to get that into it. It was just, So it was cool to see them in the crowd freaking out and just think, yeah, I've been there. And think of all the times when mm -hmm. you've been there. Oh, but yeah. it was also like, I don't know. It just bothered me because the joke was like, look at these idiots. They like wrestling. Right. So it's hard to get fully into it. You know, it was just a weird balance. But it was really well done. Mm -hmm. That, but going back to it, that wasn't my favorite part. Right. My favorite part I know is right after say. this happens, they're driving in the truck back, and there's just there's no music, there's no anything, there's just dead silence. You just start hearing them sniffling back and forth, just, <laughs> and they just start. They're just like holding back tears, and they just start crying. But they don't want to. Like they're trying to stay like really macho and stay, tough, and they don't yeah, want to admit so it. Just like oh, seasonal stupid allergies. allergies. Like yeah, me too. Stupid Diamond Dallas page allergies, and they're just crying. They just have a breakdown. And it is just the funniest thing in the world. That kills me every time. Was, it is so funny. That was very fun. And again, the fact that it's not only that they're sad, it's that like they can't crack. Right. Like they refuse to show any emotion. Oh, it's that so one. funny. And then my yeah. other favorite part is um, at, at the end of the mat, at the end during the match, when all that's going on, we get the, you know, we get the big false finish of DDP at the top and then Sting coming down <laughs> and saving him, yeah. knocking him all the way off. And so Sting comes down and you just see Dewey and, and – or Dewey. I even call him Dewey there. You see Gordon uh, – Gordon and uh, – Gordy. Yeah, Gor Gordy and Sean sitting there and they're just saying, oh, it's Sting. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, it's Sting. And you see Sean oh, yeah. and he's just like, Sting, you love Jimmy King. He's like, you love Jimmy King. I love Jimmy King. We're men. And we're not afraid to, to show that we love other men. And then there's this pause, and he just goes, I love you. And just sticks out his arms, and Sting just backfists him in the face, just knocks him down. And, it, and that's funny enough. 
And then you have Gordy jump in and go, oh, oh, me too, hit me, hit me. Right. Wham. And he just Knocked hits out. him and knocks him down too. And, it was just, and I love that because one, it's funny anyway. Two, that is wrestling yeah, fans that rings in very a true. nutshell. That rings very true. And I pointed I this out. I said this to Harris. I was like, because Harris kind of was like, huh? Kind of had this weird, weird face. And I was like, all right, you cannot tell me. No, it's absolutely real. Like that, that's, that's legit. If you're, if you meet Ric Flair. You're not going to be like, oh, chop me, chop me, please. Right. Give me a Ric Flair chop. It's like, yes, that is us as wrestling right. fans. Like it was, we are that. It was a little silly for a second, but we Mark want to be suplexed out. by Brock Lesnar and, and I, get all the wind knocked out of us and and can't breathe. Like, we want like, that. You want to know what it feels like. You well, do. I used, to, I used to say this all the time, and I said it on the live stream, but it wasn't recording, so I'm going to yeah, say it, it again. Was. I even before she came to WWE, I always said that about Ronda Rousey. That she was like riding high, undefeated <laughs> champion. I was like, I would pay her twenty dollars to punch me in the face. Like I absolutely would. That'd be just to say, like just to know of what course, that felt like. Like if your granddad told you. Now that, there's a line. Like well, here, I'm not gonna pay Mike Tyson to punch me in the face. Well, okay, but here's but, the thing. Like going because I don't want to die. That's what but, I thought of it. I was like, if your granddad told you, like, yeah, no, when I was your age, I took a punch from Muhammad Ali. Well, he wouldn't it, be like, your granddad. Like it absolutely, he's not going to kill you <laughs> he in one punch. He's going to ruin your day. I don't know, man. He but he was, could but like, how cool would that be, though? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it knocked me on my butt and oh, like yeah. messed me up. But like, how cool would that be? be? Awesome. I had to change that a little bit because we found out. <laughs> God bless her. I love her in the ring. Ronda Rousey's punches don't do a whole lot. No, that was her whole problem. It was. That's why she's in the WWE now. True. And she loves it, and she works really hard at it, and she's always wanted to do this anyway. But now it's a little bit more like, I want to feel what her armbar feels like. And True. less her actual armbar, not the one that goes the wrong yeah, direction. Yeah, not, not the Although one she doesn't have to be, which is stupid. This is Mark's problem. You season three listeners, welcome aboard. Yeah. Mark's problem with Ronda Rousey's WWE armbar. It's so stupid. It doesn't bend the right way. No, you literally, like, take your arm out right now, hold it out. I've already, do, we've already done a whole podcast with this. Well, not a whole one, but we're talking about. <laughs> not quite. But stick, stick your arm out right now if you're listening and bend it in like you're supposed to. That's the way she bends their arm. Does this hurt? No, no. That's the way you're supposed to bend. An armbar is supposed to bend the other way and dislocate your elbow. Right, which you that's can see point. if you watch any of her real fights. You can you see watch people... any other person do an armbar in WWE. Watch Alberto Del Rio do it. He does it right. All, all sure... of them have done it right. And she bends it over their head. Well, and now I kind of want to know if it's it like a make chicken wing situation. Anyway, I would like to feel both just to see if it actually sure. does apply oh, pressure in some weird way. I agree. There could be something we're missing. Anyway, that is very real. And the part before that where he's going on this emotional monologue and he's like, we're met. It's it's like the complete opposite of that scene in the truck, right? It's it's thematic unity where they refuse to admit how emotional they are. And at the end, he's like, we're men and we love each other and that's okay. (laughs) You're like, you get any wrestling fan like three beers deep and be like, why do you watch that crap? Like you're going to get there. That's what you're going to get back. Yep. And that was pretty funny. I There were a lot of moments where you can tell somebody, at least David Arquette, somebody else, like, got it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But there was just this weird sense throughout the whole thing that they also kind of thought you were an idiot. Like, it was just very bipolar. But, like, there are. there. Like I said, I don't hate this movie. I'm not going to watch it ten <laughs> times. But there are some really good moments where you're like, yep, no, that's this is what this is. Yep. Oh, yeah. This is a uh, a fairly exaggerated but moments of accuracy, of accurate depiction of wrestling and wrestling fans. And I'll end, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up what I have to say with this, which I say a lot, like even for the worst wrestling angles, 
you say, yeah, but at least we got this, this, and this out of it, right? right. And if it hadn't been for this pretty bad movie, we never would have gotten David Arquette doing cross-promotion with WCW. Nope. We never would have gotten David Arquette as WCW champion. We never would have gotten a whole episode out of it. Nope. Probably wouldn't have been inspired to do this show. We certainly wouldn't have a patron saint, a mascot for it. Like no, we, we wouldn't. Now. Mascot. We wouldn't have gotten... That's downgrade Is that a little him. condescending? That's a little condescending, yeah. The no. third member of the show, The David hero Arquette. of the show. The third member of the show. Patron saint is the best way to His play. His face is on our logo. I mean, it I don't know what else is. to tell you. It literally is. We never would have gotten surprised David Arquette, which to this day is probably my favorite episode that we've ever done. At least the the most fun research I Still ever Still the had. most jealous I've ever Go been. Go back and listen. If you are new or you didn't listen to some of our older stuff. Those are episodes three and four. The David Arquette Season episodes one. are really like the epitome of what this show is all about because it's like David Arquette. Like We don't just make him the patron saint because he's done some goofy, right. dumb stuff in wrestling. He's the patron saint of the show because he's done some goofy, dumb stuff in wrestling, and he loves wrestling. Yep. And he continues to do it, and if it weren't for this stupid movie, we wouldn't have David Arquette training to wrestle 20 years down the road to prove he's legit and wrestling in death matches <laughs> and continuing to entertain us because he knows, like, I didn't do this art form justice once, and I want to now. Exactly. And that's the coolest thing on the planet. Like, that's the kind of dedication and love for this kind of storytelling that we have for wrestling. And that's that's why we love him so much, because he embodies all of that. Like, the silliness and also the seriousness. The, the true fandom. Yeah, exactly. Because, exactly. like, that's the whole thing. Is we The whole show is picking the dumbest and most ridiculous things to bring to the light for wrestling. One, because it's our niche. But also right. because, like... It, it, it's fun. Like we we appreciate it enough to be able to look at these other dumb things, right? And appreciate. And, well, not even necessarily appreciate them because some of them we don't appreciate. But right. at least you know we we appreciate wrestling as a whole, right. and that's part. Of, and you can only do that as an actual wrestling fan. Right. And that's exactly where we get now with. And David Arquette embodies all of that perfectly. Right. Right. I mean, he he. He encompasses the true fandom because he is. Right. He, and, he, and he represents some of the worst of wrestling right. at the same time. Which is not, again, like that's why he does what he does because he basically just became the mascot for a long time. Not of the show. I, mean, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I would never say that. Are you kidding? Yeah, of course. He became the mascot of stupid wrestling. Yeah. You it's know, true. For a long time. And he was. He was the butt of everything. He's yeah. the thing that anyone would point to and just right. be like, yeah, but David, David Arquette. Arquette. And now it's like, which no. I did. I would do that because I remember when we first started doing the show and we were first talking about wrestling, and you were like, "There was so much good stuff in WCW," and I was like, "You serious?" Because <laughs> that was David Arquette. Like I, everyone does that. Yeah. And he, you know, it's fun to do, but he doesn't deserve for people to do that now. No. And no. we yell at people on Twitter for doing that. We now. do. It's Fight true. me, Bully Ray Dudley. Yeah. No, please don't. You're pro- I don't <laughs> How old is he? The two of us could shoot five Bully Ray Dudley. He's got a high pain tolerance. Maybe not. Uh, I don't know about that. Like, in terms of, like, speed and dexterity, I feel like, yeah. But, like, we Maybe. couldn't keep him down. No. I've never no. been in a fight in my life. Like, you just have to hit me <laughs> once. I'd be done. That's fair. Anyway. But, um... That's about all I got. Yeah, that's pretty much all there, there really is I for enjoy this. doing this. I like getting philosophical about why we like this yeah. stupid beautiful thing yeah me too and um 
So yeah, so that was uh, Ready to Rumble, the pr- pretty much the epitome of our show. Yeah. If you really want a snapshot of yeah. kind of what our show is, Ready to Rumble's a good a good place yeah. to go for that. And if you haven't seen the movie, you 100% have to see this movie if you're a wrestling fan, and you will enjoy at least something in this movie. If, if you listen to our show, you'll enjoy this movie for sure. If you appreciate weird and ridiculous wrestling stuff, it's it's for you. I mean, yeah, check it out if you want to. If we piqued your interest. <laughs> I'm not going to endorse this movie because I don't hate you. Thank you for listening to our show. But, no, definitely look into it. At least watch some clips of it. I know Brian Zane at Wrestling With Regret has a great little, like, 30-minute rundown. So maybe check that out. And if you want to sit through the whole thing, then do it. I, I, I still say sit through the whole thing. Okay, it's great. That's fair. I didn't hate it. I'll put it that way. That's the that's the best I'll give you. I like this movie, and I'll always enjoy and laugh at this movie. If you guys sure. have any other wrestling movies, either that incorporate oh, yeah. kayfabe or not, I know the wrestler with Mickey Rourke is great. That's and just like a serious much more show. Se- right, we're not going to talk about it on the show. But yeah, I- anything else in general, but particularly stuff that gets into this weird do I hate this or is this amazing territory? That's what we're all that about. That we could cover on our show. Yeah, let us know because I I would like to see more of wrestling in television. And I guess we could get into like, I know Hulk Hogan did that movie with Zeus. Yeah. And then Zeus made an appearance. That might happen mm-hmm. at some point. We're going to have to get into all that. That might be on your list. But it might be. If there's anything else out there like that you know about that we haven't ever talked about, let us know because we're always scouting for new topics. We are. Yeah, we're always, we're always looking for... For new things uh, to make our jobs easier. Because at this point, we've been doing this now for almost a year. and Well, I guess we took uh, the summer off. But on and off now for almost a year. And it's... I mean, let's just say the topics are still there. There's, but it's it takes a little bit more effort now. Barely, though. That's the True. thing. There still are plenty of stuff. Every though. week, I'm like, man, have we used all of it? Oh, no. What about this thing? <laughs> like, it just it keeps True. on giving. I mean, It does. That's one of the things. I mean, wrestling never stops. There's no off-season. So there's just no. endless, yeah. in, you know, endless uh, angles and, and events in wrestling history over the past several decades. Yeah. So anyway, that'll do it for this. That was us uh, watching Ready to Rumble. Thank you to David Arquette for everything he does for the wrestling community. And um, now the goal is to try and get David Arquette on the podcast. Oh, boy. So This is going to be the big push because otherwise we be. don't have anything else to talk about. It's that true. Involves him. This was kind of the big one. Yeah, it really was. Uh, so now that Harris has seen the movie, now we can start to try and uh, champion David Arquette to uh, make an appearance on the show. So if you guys know David Arquette... <laughs> If you are David Send him Arquette. this way. If you are David Oquette, we love you, and we would love to talk to you on I the like show you. as well. So, um, yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Make sure and go check out our other podcast episodes. You can find them everywhere. Pretty much everywhere podcasts yeah. are. And, um, yeah, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. Send us any comments, questions, concerns. Suggestions. Hatred, love. Hatred. Anything. Is, you know, sure. Yeah. If you really want to heckle a podcast, our <laughs> We're size, the one to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. that's. One. I was just going to say that's on you, but you're like, no, listen, we're, we're weak. We can we're take easy it. pickings. We can take it. Um, that's, that's true. And then also, uh, go and give us a review on iTunes if you feel so inclined. Yeah, please do. That's what, you know, any engagement is what drives the whole thing. So yep. rate, review, subscribe. 
for some reason you listen to this and you just download each episode individually, just go ahead and subscribe. Yeah, why not? That's fine, you know. Give us a review. It doesn't have to be great. No. That's how low on the pecking order we are. We're not, you're just, <laughs> just anything, anything to move the metrics a little bit. If you think it sucks and you're like, I hate Ready to Rumble. I can't believe you did a whole episode on it. <laughs> One star, just like Ready to Rumble. That's fine. You sure, know, just sure. Why not? Put a little bit of effort into it. Yeah, that's all we're asking. So um, that'll do it for this episode. Make sure and check out my other podcast on Batman movies, Uncaped Crusaders. You can follow that on Twitter at the Uncaped or at Uncaped Review on Twitter. Just to clarify, you just did The Dark Knight Rises. We did. We just it's finished the Nolan movie, movies. Right? It, yeah. yeah. I mean, a b- bad movie, no. Bad Batman movie, yes. That is a great, great distinction. And yep. we won't go into this for too long. I'm just giving you a cheap plug. I realized this about the third time I watched it. It's just Rocky. It's a great Rocky movie. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, the, it's got it's the Rocky. Rocky three. Yeah, it's he's got, got the that Rocky fight in there, yeah. And he thinks he's got it, and he doesn't, and gets knocked out, and he's got to go train yeah. and come back and win the fight. Sure. But you're, you're right. It's a bad Batman it's a terrible Batman movie. It, it, it as as anyway. I'll let you go listen to the episode. Yeah, go Mark's listen to the clearly episode. got more thoughts on. Yeah, this there's there's a lot of th- a lot of shots for sure. So go ahead and check out um, the Uncaped Crusaders, Uncaped Crusaders review, as well for all that stuff. So that'll do it. Again, I'm Mark and I'm Harris, and we'll talk to you guys next week.